If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Talk Recorded live. Awesome. Hey, how are you? <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. It's good evening. We're here at, it's good afternoon where I'm at, but it's all good because uh, today is Monday, uh, March 23rd, um, 12.30-ish p.m. on the east coast of the United States, uh, specifically Brooklyn, New York. And uh, it's me and my man, Evram, uh, talking about uh, how to be happily ever after. Awesome. Thank you. What a great introduction. Uh, uh, well, I'm trying to make the recordings memorable so that when you go there, you know, be like, well, when was this one? You know, so, yeah, no question about <laughs> it. Thank you. Awesome. So, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, dealing with stuff, getting some work done, preparing some other work, keeping busy. And what about yourself? Uh, good. I had a conversation. You know, before we get started, I I had a conversation with uh, Ed and his people last night. Edo. Oh, yeah, Edo. Right. Yeah. And uh, he yeah. says he's calling him Ed because he's trying to be kind to my lack of uh, Turkish accent. And, you know, like, like, <laughs> no way. <yeah. laughs> uh, so I had a conversation with him and uh, four of his guys. Um, they sound um, indirect. <laughs> I'll say that. They're yeah. not normally willing to take on direct, you know, questions and confrontations because they were beating around the bush, and then I tried to get them to, like, tell me something straight. And that's when they yeah. all got off the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. They want to talk and see if it makes sense to work together, which is good and everything. But I was like, hey, wait a minute. Are you guys actually, like, you know, interested in, like, working together or something or what? And they he said, well, you know, i got to go now. <laughs> I, I, thought it was, I thought it was funny. I mean... I was getting ready to get off the phone, and I was going to be thinking, oh, man, this is good. But yeah. then I realized nobody committed to anything or even said anything. Like, you know, it was, like they was almost like they were scared to be straight. And so, um, you know, I was like, wait a minute, I can't get off the phone without, you know, knowing that I'm, like, you know, up in the woods here. So let me just check in, you know. So, But uh, yeah. I didn't get an answer, and, you know, Adal, he'll, he'll – um, Check in with them, and they, they're going to have a conversation in the next day or so, or whatever. So, but uh, he's going to get the feedback. But I just wanted to give you an update on what what happened. You know, that's a very good observation. You know, um, well, when you have a conversation with them, of course, um, it's going to be like always an introduction for for them to register the course. And uh, I don't know who who are, who are the other people that Ada wants to bring in. Um, they may be skeptical about this because. 
And also, there is another thing. Turkish people are usually, my observation, are not very open. Like, we are not like Americans in terms of openly sharing about ourselves or our lives. Yes. Uh, I mean, I spent half of my life in Turkey until I was kind of like uh, 20-ish. And then I spent the other half, well, I mean, I spent like probably 10, 12 years in my father's town. And then we, I spent half of my life, the rest of 15 years in Istanbul and the 15 years in the U.S. Mm. And uh, I, ne- I didn't have Turkish friends like pretty much six, seven years while I was in the U.S. So I, you know, if compare, don't, don't look at me and compare to them. <laughs> they may not be as straight and open. They may be skeptical. I don't know what they're dealing with. But, uh, but typically Turkish people, I mean, majority, and I don't, I don't want to generalize, those that are living in the U.S., those that are um, kind of like from family, they're not, who are not very conservative, they're very liberal and open, people are, people are going to be open. But uh, for in case of Erdal and his friends, they may, be, um, you know, they may have a more conservative family and they may not be straight and open, huh? just that you know. However, yeah, that's, that's the what other I was giving the, yeah. the, the, yeah, yeah, the other two guys in D.C., they are, though, they've been living in the U.S. for such a long time, so that, you know. That will be a, that will be the case. I assume. I assume, but I don't know, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. But I just, I just wanted to share that with you before we, you yeah. know, got. Started. And uh, uh, I found, yeah. I thought it was pretty entertaining as as they was like, you know, going yeah. out of their way to like hurry up and get off the phone. It was funny, you know, like I scared them away or something, you know. So, all right, you know. Whatever. No, no, I don't think, I don't think it's about you. I think it's about. Um, it's, they, they must be just a little different, and I don't think they're skeptical, but they I, they probably don't know what they're gonna get out of it, and they even yeah. probably don't know what matters to them in terms of relationship. Did you ask them like what they are dealing with? Did they tell you anything? What's important no, to them not really. Because I asked them, I asked questions, and then they started asking me questions back. So I told them, you know, what was going on, and so, yeah. so what I find happens is I will either yeah. tell people, I will either ask questions, and then they'll start talking. Or they won't start talking, and then I got to keep giving them information until they hear something they feel comfortable with. That's what happened yesterday. Like I actually had to uh, to uh, to ask questions. I mean, just to tell what's go- tell them what was going on for me, um, you know, and, and what I had to offer and how I see I can support them because um, they wasn't saying nothing. They wasn't giving me nothing to work with. Uh, you know, Ed, he was, you know, he asked me a couple of questions that that gave me an opening to say stuff. But not them. The yeah. only thing they wanted to talk about was when can we start, which was probably really good. But that yeah. didn't mean, you know, when when can we start. That didn't mean, you know, we want to start, you know. So I was like, yeah. mm, you know, so that's why I went in like that. I could have just yeah. left it alone. Then then I would have felt like I wasn't being straight with myself, like I sold myself out. You know, I'm not willing to do that. So Yeah. Did you, did you call Nafis or Mehdi or did they call you? Uh no, neither one of them called me. Um, okay. Yeah, I I had uh called um um what was the first guy's name? Not Nafis, the other one. Mehdi. Mehdi, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I, uh, I didn't call him since I last talked to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, since I last, we we me and you had our exchange on a on a we call WhatsApp. I didn't I didn't reach out to him then, but uh, I think I will this afternoon. I think I'm gonna do that right after I talk to you. I'll, I'll reach out to him. <laughs> Yeah, just just call him. Uh, he's if he's driving, um, he, he may be driving a limousine. If he's driving, he may not pick up because there's a client in the car or something. 
but yes. you can uh, you can call him again because he received a lot of calls from his phone, I think, from his clients, you know. Yeah. Or, or he's a dispatch as well, so from other drivers and so forth. So don't be, uh, don't think that he's gonna get back to you because he received a lot of calls during the day, you know. Okay. So he, oh, okay. You can give yourself some time and call him back uh, tomorrow. Usually, probably it's the best for him in the morning. But I don't know. You can call him this afternoon. See if it doesn't work. You can call him in the evening. And if it doesn't work, you can call him in the morning. No problem. You can call him three times. No problem. All and right. you can tell him. You can tell him I asked you to call him. All right. Good. <laughs> All, right, All good. right. Good. That works. Yeah, that works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, now that I got that out of my way, anything you want to say to get clear before we start going into the work? Well, one thing I thought I sent you, I replied you your email, but I replied you um, probably about Mehdi. However, I forgot to reply you that in your email about the life charter, yes, you forgot to add the attachments. And I thought that I replied to you about it, but I I see now I replied to you about Mehdi's you and Mehdi's conversation, but not the the missing attachments. Sorry yeah. about that. Uh, um, wait, wait, I, I, I didn't put in the attachments? Uh, you you probably forgot to add the attachments. Yeah. Oh, my There's God. There's no attachments in the email. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe I did that. Well, I thought that I replied to you, and then I realized, you know what, I'm supposed to check that. And then when I look my email, I see that, oh, damn it, I'm supposed to let you know early. And this is bad for me because I'm supposed to check out these charters today and then get back to you. So yeah, just tell oh, me what I have my, in my notes, but that's oh, okay. sorry, man. I could have sworn I'd, I'd... oh, jeez. <laughs> I spent so much time, like, specially editing it just for you, you know. So so I'll send it to you this afternoon, and um, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That was a technical uh, technical glitch. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. Yes. No problem at all. And also, one thing to tell you before we start the call. I don't know what's today's agenda, though. What's today's uh, agenda? Today's agenda is going to be about, about uh, miscommunication. That'll be the fifth of the five biggest problems in relationship. We'll be talking about miscommunication, unless there's something else, you know, you have there. And, and you know, it's also feasible that talking about, um, um, you know, the communication will actually support you in you know, dealing with the uh, the uh, the ch- personal charter and the relationship charter better, actually. So it's not a bad thing um, that we, yeah. you know, moving along. So you you it'll help you uh, even better. So yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay, but uh, there's a few things that is uh, bothering me. Okay, talk I know to me talk, then. I know we talk about the sellout, man. But uh, today, actually. Uh, I lost some time dealing with the past again, mm. and uh, I don't know what to deal here. And I sometimes really cannot control. I wake up in the morning, and uh, again, my ex was in my mind, and all the some dysfunctional stuff happened, and like how I couldn't control, and and then I go into the trap of. I remember something, and I, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 can you hear me? Yeah. And then I get indulgence, you know, the past, and then give myself flavor, and I think about her, and I miss her, and this and that. 
like it's it's like a tragedy to me and then i thought of calling her and luckily i didn't call her though <laughs> and then later in the afternoon i uh, drink uh sodium bicarbonate that's supposed to be healthy and you know protecting for cancer like you to okay. take a teaspoon of it and then you mix it water and drink it and then i had some extra energy in my body i took shower and then i and then all those thoughts and feelings everything i had just gone <laughs> okay good and you know this happens once in a while and when that happens i i go inside the conversation take action i should do something you know she's bipolar and she didn't know what I was doing i made her wrong and and uh, you know she tried to you know kind of like you know stop what i'm doing from what i'm doing and until the court day he was always checking in with me blah 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 and then all of a sudden when in the court then judged actually judge him judge her um she looked good and i was smiling with the judge so and then she called me that day this was one of the worst days in my life and because you were taking sides with the judge and he was making me wrong and blah 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 like oh like i'm thinking all those things really literally i left her alone and the judge was asking all those stupid questions and being personal and you know asking things at the hostel and i didn't uh-oh it just disappeared again right in the middle of a word all right well you know you'll be back All right, you're back. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. So I was like going all this like sometimes like maybe three or four times a week, I don't know how many times. Something hits me like this, like a needle on my heart or my brain, and I go inside this trap of conversation and I literally cannot get myself out. <laughs> and it really disempowers and it is crazy. And I also think about like things that I created, like for example, thinking of someone you lost, and it hurts a lot, you know, when you lose someone. Yes. I kind of have those kind of emotions, and they come and go, and it just really makes my life miserable, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's on the space that I want to get out. Okay, cool. So I had a lady, a client. Uh, asked me to support her in uh, dissolving grief in her boyfriend. Yeah. So I had to come up with something that I actually never had done before, 
which is to um, help her, you know, I created something so she could actually take care of him by by having him, by having a conversation that, um, you know, how to be, how to see it, what the kind of things to say about how to eliminate mourning in the yeah. you know, relationship, right? Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to um, email it to you um, so that you could, um, you know, I'm just going to go over it with you, and I will email it to you. But the way mm-hmm. it's written currently is written as if I was speaking to a woman, which you might find yeah. fascinating because, you know, you'll see, like, the type of languaging that I use with a woman to talk to a guy, to tell her how to communicate with a guy, which... You know, I wouldn't have to put half of this stuff in there for you, but I'm just realizing now that I put it aside um, that I'm going to have to make this gender neutral, <laughs> but it currently is not. Okay. So, um, so let's see here. Um, so for you to, um, uh, to dissolve being... Um, complete, you know, giving yourself permission to uh, not be paralyzed by your uh, mourning. Yeah. Uh, I invite you to, uh, you ever heard of uh, the Ben Franklin clothes, the Benjamin Franklin clothes? Yeah, I know Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, so there's a sales technique. It's about how to close a sale. It's called the Ben Franklin close. So I'll tell okay. you what it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just thought this went up, man. This is this is great, you know. Um, so in the Ben Franklin close, what Ben Franklin would do is he would take a sheet of paper, he would draw a line down the middle, and then on one side he would put in the pros, and on the other side he'd put on the cons. And so if I was going to um, help somebody make a decision on whether they should buy something or not, I would pull out a piece of paper, put on, you know, pros on one side, cons on another. And then you would write everything that's good about what this thing is we're talking about. You know, if it's buying a car, you know, the price is right, you know, the color's good, they got it in stock, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, on the negative side, there might be some other stuff like, um, you know, not trusting the dealership, uh, wish you get more favorable financing rates, even though the price is good. Um, you know, and uh, worried about uh, gas mileage or something, whatever, right? So you look yeah. at those 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 two sides and then decide uh, overall what's the better thing for you to do, right? Now, yeah. usually, when a salesman is doing the Ben Franklin close, what he does is he helps them with all of the benefits. Well, it leaves the customer on their own to look at the negatives. He don't help them with the negatives. If the customer don't know that's what's happening, <laughs> it's really it's fascinating, you know? Um, yeah. You know, so but I'm saying this to you, that if I'm you, I go ahead and I write down everything that was great about my relationship with my ex and everything that was terrible or poor or not so good about the relationship with my ex. And then... Celebrate the good, be happy that you don't have the bad, and keep that around for a while. 
Keep it, yeah. keep it in your house, keep it on your phone, wherever you want to do that. But I invite you to, to make a list of what worked about the relationship and what didn't work about the relationship so that you could, again, you know, because, listen, it wasn't completely terrible. I mean, there was plenty of great things, obviously. So you celebrate the great things, um, and, you know, and you look at the negative things and be happy that you don't have them. And so you can have a balanced look at this rather than, uh, you know, a mood swing type of look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that communicate? That really communicates, yes. That absolutely makes sense. Because I'm going, I'm toggling in between and being paralyzed when I think of the good things. Yes. And I could never have, I, I, how I'm going to have that kind of good memories with someone else. And when I think of the bad things, then you don't want a woman to do such things to you. <laughs> right, right, that, could, right. that could balance me, actually. Yes, you're right. And then I can choose for myself. Because right. eventually this relationship cost me 15 years. Mm. I couldn't have any deep relationship with anyone just because of this relationship was there for me for 15 years. Mm. And it all, it all happened because of her mental illness. Mm. And I suffered for such a long time. So that would really help me because then I went, I'm thinking now when you say this, I have the rest of my life for my own. Yes. To be with whoever I want to be. Yeah. And that's finished. Yes. That's a good exercise, man. This is awesome. So you're going to send me what you sent to that lady or this was what you share with that lady? No, I didn't even say that to her <laughs> because... She's not the one that was in mourning. Her, the guy she's interested in that she's dating, he is the one. So I was trying to help her come up with a with a conversation, but I will definitely send this to you. That was not on the list. I did not tell her to do that. Even if I thought of it, I probably would not have told her to do that because I wouldn't have known how to tell her how to do it. That was one of the yeah. issues. I told her that that uh, for me. To, to help him, I could do that directly, but I don't know how to tell you how to do it without me being there. And so that was the challenge. Yes. How do I how do I tell her how to do it without me being there and, and do my best to keep her from messing it up? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's okay. what this document was about. It was you know trying to trying to coach her around it, and it's and it's not bad. It's you know it's pretty good actually. I can I can uh, I can take advantage of it. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, you can see this for yourself. Like, so some of the things that I put in is that, uh, um, you know, to get recreated, to tell, so talk to somebody about it, somebody that's willing to listen to you until it goes away from you, until they really hurt you completely. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, to don't resist the, um, you know, the, the mourning process. Go through it, because the only way out is through. They say that if you're going through hell, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. if you stop, you'll be stuck in hell. So don't stop. Keep going, right? So if you're... Keep going. Yeah, let it let it come, right? Yeah. Don't resist it, right? Yeah. You know, and then, again, and it's, celebrate it's, the good yeah. parts, you know? Yeah. You know, and uh, but look at the look at the parts that, 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 you know, ended the relationship, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got, you've, got all, you've got all of this information that I've given you, and you're like, yeah, man, wow, I can see why this was never going to work. But at the same time, you still had the heartstrings being tugged on because that's why you, that's why you was there in the first yeah. place. So you don't yeah. want to invalidate that or make it wrong, but you, 
But, you know, you could say, hey, look, man, you know, like, let me, let me put it like this. Uh, sports athletes that are Hall of Famers eventually have to retire. Everything ends at some point, you know? Everything ends for new beginnings, everything, including, you know, our own life, you know? And yeah. so if you could look at it from that standpoint, you could appreciate what you had and still be ready to move forward because that's your next adventure. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Can you can you repeat this again one more time for me? Uh, I said that even Hall of Fame athletes, at some point, yeah. their career ends. They can't even get into the Hall of Fame until their career is over. Yeah. So everything ends at some point. And yeah. the reason why it ends is so that you can have a new beginning. Yeah. Like everything, you know, renews itself at some point, whether it's a complete transformation, a complete change, or it's just the new version of the same old thing. But in either case, things change. You get different seasons. You know, yeah. you get, you know, every seven years you have a whole new body. There's not one cell in your body right now that was there eight years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, life is about change, transition, shifting. And so you're on to the next adventure now. You included me in it. I'm honored. Yeah. But you're on to the next adventure now. You had that adventure. She taught you a lot. You learned a lot. And you got a lot of pleasure out of it, you know, between emotional, sexual, whatever, you know, you got out of it. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately it wasn't the, your greatest game yet. It yeah. wasn't your greatest relationship yet. Yeah. The best is yet to come, my brother. Yes. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, that's I know. Really, yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That thing, Benjamin Franklin clothes. That. That is. Yeah. I, is uh, instead of you know dealing with this upset, I could have just you know next time I could have just keep writing whatever that's coming when I'm having this episode. I can yeah. keep writing about the good and the bad and. And that would kind of like let me go through this process, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's funny because uh, <laughs> I used to uh, I used to do a lot of sales training at some point, but it's funny. That's one of the very few that I actually remember the specific clothes, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Good, Frank. I don't even I don't even remember saying it in the last fifteen years, man. <laughs> wow. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes absolute uh, sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I want to give you something else. I'm going to tell it to you uh, yeah. so you can, write it, you can write this down. You ready? Yeah. It's a quote. You've heard of the book series, Conversations with God? You, you, mentioned it about in our, you mentioned it in our first session. Okay. Okay, cool. So... Um, yeah, I got lots of quotes from from that man. It's like they stuck in my brain. They're part of my DNA now, right? So one of the quotes, that, the quote that comes to mind right this minute is uh, this: is that um, 
The purpose of humanity is to decide and declare, express and experience the next grandest version of the greatest vision ever you held about who you are. And so you're on to the next grandest version of the greatest vision you ever held about relationships. That's where you're going right now. Yeah. That's why you hired me. Yeah. That was great. The one you had with her was great. But the best is yet to come. About the, you're, you're going to live a much the next greatest version of your highest vision around yeah. relations. So that's the opportunity. And you're preparing yourself greatly. Awesome. Awesome, yes. This is great. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Wow. You know, I want to thank you for allowing me to share this. You know, this is actually what I'm dealing with. And on and off, in every, in every call, I come up with this drama. <laughs> and you hand up very well each time, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, Great, thank you. Yeah. One of my skill sets. And then like, that kind of gives me clearing also in terms of being in the call, even if it takes a lot. You know? say, say that again? Uh, and that even it takes some time to get, go through this clearing, mm. it creates clearing really to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something, man, and this, this will hopefully help you a lot too. So, you know, us both being landmark grads, having been in the introduction to the program and all of that, right? So, yeah, but what I want to say is that you know, Landmark talks a lot about integrity. You know, without integrity, nothing works, right? Yeah. I but but they to me, they focus on the wrong side of integrity. It's not like they focus on the wrong side. They don't really focus on the source of integrity. And so they say honoring your word and keeping and maintaining an empowering context. Those are the two things. Honor your word as oneself, and maintain an empowering context. But the first thing is to maintain an empowering context. So what I try to do, and I'm giving this to you so you could do this for yourself and maybe for others, is I listen for what's your context for, for where you are and do my best to give you an empowering context or three empowering contexts or 10 empowering contexts until you are now empowered in this particular area. Because mm -hmm. until then, you're going to waffle, and you're going to have a hard time, say, honoring your word or having workability operating in your life. you got to have an empowering context. you got to have a context that allows you to operate empoweredly. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, so rather than fighting morning, for example, why don't you find ways to empower yourself around the morning, or better yet, find a more empowering context than morning, like celebration, like clarity, like acceptance. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So that's what I wanted to give you. Not like you shouldn't do this because, but more like why don't you try these other ones on too and see if you like them better than the one you got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I'm not saying don't be in mourning. I'm saying, here, have some more context to go with it. Hopefully I give you enough empowering context. Mourning will get tired. You'll you'll retire mourning. You'll be like, ah, nah, I'm done with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you won't want it no more. You'll be like, man, this other stuff tastes so good. Why should I keep eating that stuff? You know? <laughs> <laughs> this pizza is so good. Why I keep eating mud? I'm tired of this mud. You know, kind of like that. That's where that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm tired of morning. That's enough. I don't want yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yo, man. I'm like, dang, man. <laughs> it tastes the same as it did yesterday. And last month, and three years ago. Let me see what else I can eat. You know. So that's where yeah. I went with that, and I just kept looking until I could find something that worked for you, and I'm happy I found something that worked for you because what works for you won't necessarily work for anybody else. So I can't mm-hmm. even get stuck. I can't even get stuck on a formula. I can't even say, "Well, this worked for the last five clients I had. It should work for you too." Nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna throw out some options, create this awesome table worth of uh, this awesome table full of empowering context. You know. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Haitian context and you know Eastern Eastern uh, uh, European context and you know uh, Southern American context and you know Mexican context and you know you keep eating until you're like, mm, I like that one the best, and that's what I do. I just keep offering you stuff until you say, oh, that was really good, and you know you eat that one for a while, or you know yeah. throw them together. So. So that's what I do. I just offer as many empowering contexts that I know that if you take on that empowering context, you won't be able to hold the other one very well. You'd just be like, you'd be looking at the two of them and be like, I'll take the new one, please. Thank you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sharing this with you. <laughs> so I'm sharing this with you so you can do this in your life with other people. Yeah. I've been I've been doing this for years now, but... Um, you know, you, you know, I'm, I'm giving it to you so you can do something about it. Got it, man. Thank you. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, what else you got, bro? What else I got? Uh, I'm just being a little lazy these days, I guess. That's why I'm creating time to mourn. I actually, you know, start the company and uh, I need to go out and create networks, but I'm not really working that hard on that. Just uh, (laughs) God is just sending me people to create something, you know, it's incredible. And um, I have to be more proactive and, uh, well, I'm taking actions. But I'm just going really slow. Like I, I'm doing like uh, things that I could have done in one week. I'm doing it in two weeks, sometimes three weeks. Uh, but I'm not rushing to any place anyway. I just okay. give myself some time, you know. So um, so we are still on budget. <laughs> Got it. So you're um, you're procrastinating. 
mm-hmm. get distracted, um, not hungry enough. I can completely yeah. relate. I can completely relate, man. This is like, you know, something I have to deal with myself. So, so what do you want to do, man? Uh, what do I want to do? I want to. I actually. Uh, I was so happy back in U.S., man. <laughs> what the hell I come to here? So uh, while I'm here, I mean, I just really don't know if I want to live here. I'm starting company here because because I'm here. I'm tired of moving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think going back to U.S. is more exciting than staying here. However, uh, there are things I could do here as well. Okay. And um, that's my mind is not set about going back to U.S. or staying here. Also, <clears throat> I'm I'm starting the company anyways, and uh, there are potential clients. I'll I'll see how it things you know, would work with that. So what kind of, what, the, kind of, what kind of business, what kind of business are you starting? Well, I mean, I've been doing, uh, you know, IT, SAP, ERP consulting, ERP project yes. implementation. Okay. So I'm going to be an independent consultant, basically, uh, you know, doing project management or, uh, you know, business process management stuff, uh, type, type of thing with the, all of the uh, projects that are in place or for new projects. And uh, I met some, some good people, uh, and uh, one company here, actually it's Pfizer Pharmaceutical, they told me they may have a project for 12 months expecting their budget to be approved. So what I would like, instead of is approved, I will be working 12 months with them, which would be a good opportunity for me uh, to go to a different environment and, you know, meet new people and stuff like that. And also I have a potential job also in Belgium with another company uh, which I may be going back and forth from here or they may hire me uh, for full time you know All right. so, what's that job what's that job around the same kind of thing same kind of thing yes okay. and at the same time I'm doing this there is this company which is called um, uh, strategy uh, Uh, they this is an education company actually, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they do have um, training programs, yeah, yeah, which is called SMS Global, and they they the, the company name is SituationManagement.com. This is the website. So what they have is they have a number of uh, training programs that are available. Uh, my intention is to bring that to be a franchise for them and conduct their training product here. Okay. So I, I will have to probably go there and they have to train me and all, so forth. And their programs are actually those that could help me in my situation as well. Like it's about influencing change, power and influence, uh, positive negotiation, resolving conflicts, problem solving, you know, for corporations. Mm-hmm. So this is the so, so it sounds like that sounds like those skill sets will improve you as a consultant, correct? Yeah, and also you giving the bringing those education, mastering them here and delivering in Turkish or in English in here for the client would yeah. keep me in the conversation of personal development. That's what I'm thinking, mm. and it's totally something new. Uh, so I'm gonna give myself like a year or two and see if I can get clients for those projects as well. 
then that would be great. Okay. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, um, question. Um, what is your um, highest aspiration? What's your biggest goal? What's your, you know, juiciest result that you want to accomplish? Um, you know, in terms of, yeah, with a period. Yeah, what's the biggest thing for you, Matt? Well, you know, when I did Landmark Film, I was really inspired for, you know, making difference for my life and making difference for people. Yeah. And, um, but on the other hand, you know, I really don't know what I want in life when I go deep inside. I was watching a TED, TEDx show today. Yeah. It's about this. Even though I enjoy human skills, even though I enjoy talking to people and making a difference with people, mm-hmm. um, I really don't know, really, if I'm, if, if I'm really passionate about it, you know? Yeah. And, when, and then I look at my career. I enjoyed, like, first eight years of my career because I was living my dream, like traveling, going abroad, and, uh, you know, uh, so... You know. All right. So you want to I have a quick con- you want to have a quick conversation about this? Sure. All right. Great. Yeah. So I'm going to so, ask uh, you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I was just doing my and then I, I I look at myself like the five last five years of my job, I've been just doing it because I need money. It's good money, and but I'm am I enjoying it? Not so much. Where am I gonna get to there? You know, you know, like there, there's all sorts, all sorts of questions in my mind. I think this is also like missing step for me to have a functional relationship. Also, I think it's also impacting my relationship. Uh, also, you know, mm-hmm. with my ex or you know, or my future relationship, I don't feel satisfied with what I am doing in life uh, professionally. I got that. So. That's why I'm kind of like going into business and you know see what I can see, see what I can create there, what I could be inspired and empowered and be passionate about. That's that's the thing. So I really don't know really at this stage of my life. I really don't know like what I want to do. That's another great. conversation. Like you know that's what I'm. All right, great. So let's 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 go there. Let me see if I can support you with that. You know, because I will tell you that I'm not you know, yet masterful at what we're about to do. But I will tell you that I have had people um, get in touch with their life purpose in one conversation. So I'm going to see if I can do that now. Okay? Sure. Okay, so I want you to look over your entire life, like your entire life, you know, when you was a kid, when you you know, adolescent, teenager, young adult, school, sports, you know, relationships, all over. I want you to look at everywhere, and then I want you to think about what was the theme that's been in your life the entire time. You ain't got to answer it yet. I want you to start thinking about uh, a theme or a few themes, a few things that kept going through your life. Hello? Hello, can you Are hear you? Yeah, Kel, hello, can you hear me? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello. 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 Yeah, I can hear you. I can't hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Hold on. Hold on. 
Can you hear me now? Hello? Hello? Okay, so something's happening with this phone, I'm pretty sure. Because I could hear me and I could hear him. So I don't know what's up with that. Yo, Ever, what's up with that, man? All right, this is going to be a fascinating conversation. I hope it goes as well as I really want it to go. Let's see. Hey, I'm back. All right, good, good, good. Yeah, I was able to hear you. You couldn't hear me, you know. And then it disconnected. So obviously it's lost connection. So uh, what you were saying to me was, uh, you want me to think of all my life, including my childhood, right? Like all my yeah. life. And then you're yeah. just saying what I'm going to think about it and it's just disconnected. Okay, so what I want you to think about, look at, you know, as much as you possibly can, and I'll give you some examples of what I mean, is I want you to think about what has been recurring themes in your life. So, you know. Recurring themes? Recurring theme, T-H-E-M-E, recurring themes. So let me give you an example of what I mean from my own life. Can you tell me what I mean? You said theme, like T-H-E-N-E? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So for myself, when I look back on my life, um, there have been uh, two main themes. So um, okay. First, so of the themes that I had, one was education, being educated, being you know very informed, knowing what I'm talking about. Um, number one, number two, has been relationships. Um, and what I mean by that is romantic relationships, but like just people all over the place. I've always been in groups of people. And then the third theme that I could think of was sex. Like I've had women throwing themselves at me for decades. And so those have been the recurring themes for me. Uh, Personal development, education, reading, you know, uh, being around large amounts of people over the years, and um, and, uh, and then sex in romantic relationships. Uh, And so those have been the themes that's been showing up in my life. But there haven't been what's been, what's there for me, like as a life purpose. But those are the themes. So I want you to think about your themes. You ain't got a Sam right now. I just wanted to give you like a kind of idea of what to look for for yourself. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some silence. I'm gonna give you five seconds of silence, and then I'm gonna ask you a question. All right? Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Here's the question. The question is, what's calling you? What is calling you? Being loved. Say more about that. It's like being at home. And uh, it's about being at home and uh, like I don't feel at home. I traveled over 20 countries and I don't know... I don't feel myself at home at all. I thought that I was going to be with this woman 
then I was with her, and I didn't feel at home as well. I think um, my my recurring theme is I think that's what it is, being loved. Okay, so what's calling you is 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 what's calling you being loved, or is love calling you? Maybe love. Being oh, loved okay. is like, yeah, being loved is like you're receiving love, right? Yeah. From someone. And um, love is, yeah, that's also, love covers a lot more than being loved. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Okay, so love is calling you. Mm-hmm. That's what you say? Okay, great. Wow, why is that calling you? Uh, Because I don't think, maybe I don't think I'm being loved. Maybe I don't love myself. Love is missing definitely in my space. Don't know why. Well, maybe love is not missing. Um, maybe it's not missing. Maybe what's happening for you is that love is showing up and making you present to it by not being there. Like the lack of it makes you more present, and you haven't been giving yourself permission. Maybe, but I'm gonna ask the question again because you're talking about what you don't have. And I want to know why is love calling you? Why is love calling me? Um, Why is love calling me? Maybe it's, maybe I need it. Maybe I need it. It doesn't um, fit well somewhere, but why love is calling me? Because that's what's missing for me, I think. And I don't know. Maybe um, that's what's missing for me. I mean, it's there, but I'm not present to it, maybe. Mm. I don't see it. Or I ignore it. Okay, consider the possibility that the reason why it's calling you is because you do have it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be calling you. Consider that as a possibility. Okay. Not like it's the truth, okay? Yeah. So if that was the case, pretend that that's the case. Now I'm going to ask that same question again. So why is that calling you? Why is love calling you? Um, the first question you ask is the same question, though, isn't it? It is. Why is love calling you? calling you? Uh, because it's there. It's already there, you said. And, um, well, love is calling me because it's existing. It's there. Yes. Okay. It's existing right. there. It's present. All right. Next. Next question. Mm-hmm. 
what would you want to be called by? If you could be called by anything, what would you want to be called by? Both. <laughs> and why love. would you want to be? And why would you want to be called by love? Um, because I always think that's the reason of everything. I mean, okay. that's why we exist. That's the source right. of life. Life. Yeah. All right. I'm. I'm done. I'm done. Totally got it. Totally. Totally. Totally got it. Your life is about love. It ain't yeah. about ERP, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, is. I but, don't care about anything but love. I honest. got that. Because so I jumped stop. in the plane uh, just one day, you know, like in two days I bought the tickets, I jumped in the plane and come and propose to her. She was in surprise. Everybody in the world was surprised. And then in two months I come here, I ignore my career, I ignore everything I build up in the U.S., and I came here just because of love. So... That's all you should be doing for the rest of your life, bro. So let me explain mm. something to you about being called by something. You ready? Okay. So there's being called by something, and then there is how you handle the calling. Okay. So have you ever read or heard of the E-Myth? The E-Myth. Oh. There's, there's a, uh, there's a is it a book? Yes. Can you can you say it again? So I look for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a book. It's called The E Myth Revisited. E Myth Revisited. Okay. E. Yeah. E. E stands for entrepreneur. The name of the book yes. is called The E Myth, but it's the entrepreneurial myth is what it stands for. The E Myth. They call it the E Myth. Okay. M-Y-I-T-H, myth, revisited. Have you ever heard that? No, I didn't. Okay, great. So I'm going to tell you really quickly about it. I can tell you about it without giving you the details because it's a great book, a great concept. Um, so this guy, Michael Gerber, he's the author of the book, Michael Gerber. He's a consultant, and he specializes in empowering uh, entrepreneurs to operate as cleanly as possible, as effectively as possible. And so uh, in this book, he's a starting out consultant, and he's working with this lady who is an entrepreneur, and she, she has a, uh, um, a bakery. Um, the name of the bakery is called All About Pies. And so okay. she makes pies. She makes pies and cakes, but mostly she makes pies. And she's got a gorgeous place, but she's, like, working too hard and all of that stuff. And then he comes around, and he gets her to the bottom, to the source of why she's doing what she's doing. So what she discovered was, they both discovered was, she's not in the pie business. She's in the love business. And how she gives love to the world is by making pies and making a place where people want to come <laughs> to make pie, to eat pie. Because her place is immaculate. She makes these great pies. And she's all about love and delivering love through through pie and bakery. Now, yeah. I'm, give you, I'm going to give you another example. Myself, who I am is love as a state of mind and a way of life. That's what I'm doing. That's what this conversation is about. 
That's probably why you was attracted to me enough to call me and let's get working here, right? You can yeah. hear the love in my voice and my in my mindset. So I'm yeah. out to deliver love as a state of mind and a way of life. I'm out to leave people better than I found them, and I'm out to have love present for the entire planet and, you know, any individual that happens to cross my path, right? But yeah. how I do it is not through making pies. I do it through information and communication. Those are my vehicles for delivering love. Yeah. I use communication and information to have people get present to what's love, and I love doing it. So all I'm actually ever doing is being loving. Even when I'm angry, I'm just angry because you ain't getting my love, you ain't taking it, receiving it, you're not paying attention. Like, I'm frustrated because I can't deliver love. That's about the only time I get pissed off or somebody's not receiving it, which is rare. But, you know, even my anger is, is loving. <laughs> it's like that yeah. present to me, right? So you're not building a life around being loving. You're building a life around your skill set, not your purpose, not your calling. So if ERP is your skill set, you can deliver love through ERP. You can deliver love through consulting. That's fine. Just make sure you're honoring your calling, and you'll be happy no matter what you do. Yeah. So now you want to look at, like, how you want to deliver love. Because if you're not giving love away, you're not delivering love, you're empty. Yeah. Because you want to make a difference, and the difference you want to make is in love. Yeah. Yeah. So now the question is, how do you build a life that delivers love with what you already know or whatever skill sets you don't even know you've got yet. Where would you take this love that you're called to deliver? You're called to make a difference with. Where, you know, where would make the biggest difference? I mean, other than being in the relationship of your dreams with the partner of your dreams. Beyond that, How would you be delivering uh, love? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I can deliver love doing ERP projects, of course, but that would, that would limit me because it's very technical. And eventually you're building a computer system for a manufacturing site that they use it and you make the people who are using it uh, happy and you give them love, but that is limiting to me. Okay. Where I, where I can give love uh, more limitless is where I am being with people. Awesome. About love. About love. So where am I being with people about love could be either teaching, right? Who are, then you're with the people who are open to receive it. Or... Yeah. Or doing the, uh, the the education part of the company, which is like bringing those educations to Turkey and giving those educations to people and making a difference in their life. Mm. Right? Yeah. 
So um, that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Sure would. But I'm still thinking that would also limit me because there's money. <clears throat> when there's money, I feel like uh, I'm not fulfilled. It shouldn't be about money. However, of course, you need money to survive. Yeah. But it should, it should not be about money. But, you know, you can look at it another way. Yeah. You can look at it like the more money you have, the more it allows you as a tool to deliver more love. You could look at it like that. Yeah, that's true. Right? The more money you have, the more access you have to delivering and expanding your capacity to deliver love. So if you was a, uh, you know, let's say you was a educator. Yeah. Rather than be an individual, uh, um, what do you call it, educator. Uh, somebody's trying to call me. I'll talk to them later. Rather than be an individual educator, you could build a school with your money. Yeah. You know, rather than having a school, you can have a chain of schools or, you know, license your school to curriculum out. You can scale with money. So don't let money get in the way, you know. Use money to help you spread love greater. Yeah. And you can look at money as a tool, not a purpose. Yeah. You're already good at making money. You might as well use that as an opportunity to assist you in spreading love and living your purpose, man, following your calling. Let the money help you do that. Don't make it harder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, this is a really good call here, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah, this is such an awesome conversation, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is so awesome. Thank you. This is why well, I love this this is why I say, you know, uh I'm a life I'm a life purpose coach. I help people find a life purpose and then fulfill it. This is exactly how it happens. Yeah. So what I'm gonna focus is on how can I build a life to deliver this love through these educational programs? Or well, well, look at how you want to deliver love, period. And because you may not know you right away. It might not be right there for you. Let me tell you why I say that. Mm-hmm. You know, in my, in, I've realized that love, is, my purpose in life is to have love on the planet, love present on this planet. That's what my purpose, right? And yeah. I got that in, uh, I found out about that um, in June of 2007. So we're talking about going on eight years now. Yeah. At that time, I wasn't ready to be a coach. I mean, I was coaching people, but I didn't know I was coaching people. I mean, I was doing it, but I didn't think I was a coach. I didn't give myself credit on that. You know, but what I saw was that um, the thing that, that was there for me is that um, that um, Christ, Buddha, Muhammad, and Moses were were like highly fully enlightened human beings and they was not able to have love present on the planet because you could look at the planet and see that's not <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was like I was like, huh. Well maybe I could do something about it because 
one thing for sure is they did not have video. They did not have audio. They just talked yeah. and people tried to remember it and keep it going, right? And so, right. right? So I'm like, well, maybe if I could have it. So I said, let me, I want to create a show, a TV show about love, right? So I tried a TV show. I tried workshops. I tried books. I tried, you know, not-for-profit. I tried about eight or nine different things. What I found out was coaching and writing is about the best thing. Coaching, writing, teaching is about the best vehicles for me. But it took a while. I tried lots of stuff. I tried lots of stuff with lots of people. It might not take that long for you. But don't get trapped by what you already know to make it happen. Like give yourself permission to not just find out what you're called by, but find out what tools you were given to deliver it that serve you and light you up as much as your calling does. Does that communicate? Yeah, so what you're saying is give yourself permission to uh, give yourself, when you say give yourself permission, I also consider it as give yourself time to see what tools you have to deliver love. Right. Like, I'm clear my best tool, my greatest tool is writing. Okay. Like, I'm a, like, I'm a better writer than I am as a speaker, believe it or not. <laughs> and I'm pretty committed to, you know, speaking in ways that people cannot possibly misunderstand. But I also know mm-hmm. how to write that way as well, you know. And so, um, and then I add other yeah. stuff to my writing, like, you know, characterizations and entertainment and all that other stuff, right? Put emotion right. in it, you know, my own personality, like that, right? But um, yeah. but that's but that's not the only tool that I have, you know. Um, one of the skill sets that I have is to be able to see systems. Do you ever see the creator's templates all over the place? So I use that as a, as an educational tool to learn how to give people what they need. So you'll see as you go along, you'll be developing stuff, but you want to look at. Um, what your greatest gifts are, um, what do you have, what are you best at, like what you're, what's easiest for you to do um, that you also have fun doing, like you also enjoy and love doing, you know? So, um, yeah, so, you know, you can hurry up if you want, but you should be um, intentional rather than in a hurry if that explains anything. Like, be clear, be committed, be intentional, but don't rush. Does that communicate? Uh-oh, I think I lost you. Dang, where did I lose you at this time? Good thing we even got this thing recorded, man. I wonder what's the last thing you he heard me say. Oh, well. Oh, no. All right. There you go. Come back. Everyone, come back. 
Oh, well. Where'd you go, man? Wow, this is an awesome call. <laughs> hey, I'm back. Oh, Sorry about that. All right. All right, that's fine, that's fine. Hey, man, technological difficulties right now. Um, oh, sorry about that. In the heart of the conversation, so you were saying um, uh, to be able to see the system, what's your best gift that you can use to deliver love? That was what you were saying. Yes. Yeah, I went into some detail, but I, I, that's basically what I said. I didn't go beyond that, you know. So, yeah, so I say... You know, give yourself permission to um, be focused, be intentional, uh, be committed, but don't be in a hurry. Don't rush it. You can move with speed, just don't rush. So when people are rushing, they're operating with speed, but they're also operating from scarcity because they're scared they're going to lose something or lose out on something. And so people hurry, but they're doing it out of scarcity, out of loss, fear of loss. They're doing it out of like that, you know? So I'm yeah. saying don't go there. Don't get attached. You know, give yourself permission to find out because – it might be something you don't even know you're capable of yet. Who knows? Yeah, you know, that, that's true. Yeah, I have a saying, and I've read somewhere, but I, I don't even remember where it's at anymore, so fine. It's just mine now. But it's uh, that God uh, doesn't always call those who are qualified, but God always qualifies those he calls. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you ain't already trained for it, that doesn't matter. God will train you before you go in. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't worry about that kind of stuff. You know, sometimes I got to remind myself, don't be in a hurry around my stuff. But, um, yeah, man, you deserve to live live the life you were born to live, bro, the one that's been calling you your whole life. So you should just do that, man. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise you're just living an empty life. And, you know, I can understand why you say you don't, you don't want to make it about money because I already know that um, if all you get paid is money, you'll never get paid enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? You never get paid enough. Yeah. As soon as you get a raise, you know, when, the, when you get used to the raise, then you want another one. You know, get these yeah. temporary, temporary boosts in enthusiasm. And then, yeah. you know, you need more. So... Yeah, so you need yeah. to, to live in your life purpose, bro. So your life purpose is about love. You should be with that, and um, you'll see. It'll be great. Go ahead. Got it. Um, I got the frustration, part two, <laughs> that you have. You try to give love, but they don't get it, right? And that, that frustrates you. I think yeah. that happens to me as well. That's one of my <laughs> biggest frustrations with my ex too. Yeah. And everyone else. Like, yeah. are you trying to give love and then you don't get love and you get frustrated and you bang, bang. 
Mm-hmm. I got you. That's funny. Wow. Well, this is this is a brand new conversation and brand new zone for me because I have no idea how I'm gonna get there, but it's something to be definitely aware of and noticing and looking at the opportunities with this in place. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, all I can say is that uh, I'm happy because me helping you do this is helping everybody else that you're going to be helping. Yes. This is uh, me. Every time I help somebody find their life purpose and they go towards living it, I know yeah. that I'm not planting a tree, and I know I'm not planting a seed. You know what I'm planting? A forest. A forest, right? Because when you get it done, you're going to be a forest, man. That's going to be taking care of every creature that comes into the forest. Yeah. Got it. Oh. But people, people, when people live in their life purpose, really live in their life purpose, they're like Martin Luther King. They're like Malcolm X. They're like uh, Mahatma Gandhi. They're like Steve Jobs. They're like Bill Gates. They're like, they just turn the whole world out, man. It's crazy, you know, and they can't stop. You know, they become the creator's hands and the creator's feet and the creator's eyes and the creator's voice. You know, they become Michael Jackson and James Brown. They become, you know, Beethoven. They become Leonardo da Vinci. They be, this, is, this is what happens when people are, like, living the life they were born to live. And so, you know, when people really get a chance to do that, and it doesn't happen for everybody, but many people who live their life as designed, as was intended by the creator, they become immortal. Yeah, they die, but they don't really die in the minds of anybody else, you know? So this is, like, one of the greatest things I could do for anybody is help them see what you just saw for yourself today. Yep. Yeah. So um, what else? Well, that's great, man. This is a uh, um, this is really great. Uh, this conversation is a lot bigger than what I'm dealing with. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's it's really big and and uh, and it's possible. Sure, it is. Yeah. Yep. I remember you told me once about the forum leaders, like yeah. how they listen people when they get there, that they're not impact, impacted by their drama because they were like, they were putting something in place, which I don't remember right now how you said it, but they were actually bringing... Um, oh, you talk about the Lamo forum leaders? Yeah, like, because... I'll, I'll tell you what I'm saying. My, 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 my pitfall is actually this. Just want to say before you say that. Yes. Uh, my pitfall is I'm impact. I, I don't know if I'm very emotional or what. 
I get impacted by people's dilemma when I'm dealing with people. Mm. It hurts me, you know, like I feel for people when they suffer or, or things like that. But you said to me one time that the, the forum leaders, they don't get sucked in by the drama because they put something in place. I, I just yeah. don't recall right now how you said it, but... I'll like, tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. So what I said was that landmark forum leaders are trained, trained and developed to be, to have the possibility, their possibility, their relationship to possibility, their connection to possibility, bigger than everyone else's resignation and cynicism and critiques in the room. Their their possibility is more powerful than uh, the 150 or 250 people in the room that are doing the landmark form with all that negativity. Does that communicate? Yeah, their possibility is bigger than everyone in, in, in the room. Whatever they bring inside the room, their drama, their critic, their this and their that, their possibility yeah. is fulfilling the entire room. It's bigger than all the negativity in the room combined. Yeah. And do you know any example? Did you talk to any forum leader about what possibility they create within the forum? You talking about the Lama forum leaders? Yeah. Well... Um, I mean, usually on Tuesday night when we're sitting there to assist in the, in the Lama yeah. Point Evening Session, they'll tell you the possibility they created if it comes up for them to say it. But it's part of their training. You know, that's the transition from being seminar leader to Lama Forum leader. <laughs> because seminar yeah. leaders are used to dealing with graduates, but the Lama Forum leaders have to be great with non-graduates and turn them into graduates. You know, they got yeah. the hardest job of all, the first job, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it could be whatever yeah. it is, whatever they create inside the room. Yeah. Or whatever they're committing to the people, that people got, their lives got transformed. Like they can, anything that could be their possibility. And each, the formula may have a different possibility. And actually, all these things, well, how I come to this subject is because when you were listing Martin Luther King, Bill Gates, Gandhi, and you know all those people, Michael Jackson, whatsoever, um, they had a possibility that they are after. Yeah. And that possibility was big enough to inspire everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. And that's not different I mean, than what the landmark forum leader does in the room. Right. And you know, it's funny. Too. Yeah. We are, when you said that, one particular human being comes to mind. You ever heard of uh, Dr. J, basketball player? Uh, Dr. J. Uh, G-E-Y? No, J. Dr. J, just the initial J. Oh. His name, his name sure. was, yeah, his name was, Ju- his name is Julius Irving. He was named Dr. J because he used to operate on the basketball court and he just took advantage of everybody, but he was a class act all the way. Um, in the 70s, the 1970s, in the 60s, there was a uh, there were two professional basketball leagues. There was the NBA, and there was the ABA, the American Basketball Association here in the United States. Yeah. And Dr. J single handedly held the uh, the ABA together until they got merged 
they, until they was able to merge with the uh, with the NBA. Dr. J was the biggest star um, on the planet in terms of basketball. He was even he was even bigger than some of the biggest NBA stars. But he held the league together. This, this professional basketball league, he held it together when they were suffering because they couldn't compete with the uh, the more established NBA. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because he knew he wanted to be a professional athlete when he was a teenager. And he was outstanding from the beginning, but nobody knew just how great he was. It seemed like every level he went, he was even greater. But again, he was a class act all the way, and he took his responsibility. Like, he was living his calling versus living his passion. And it was amazing. Like, I saw a documentary on him last year. Put tears in my eyes watching who he was being and how hard he gave his all and, you know, how he inspired other people around him. And, you know, he's a basketball player. Don't get me wrong. He's a Hall of Fame NBA basketball player. But uh, the doctor, man, he was a legend. He was the classiest and the fanciest guy on the court. So but he was a was... basketball basketball player, right, Dr. Yeah. G? Dr. G. And uh, he was the best player in the ABA league. Yes, for sure. And uh, he was, what you're saying he wasn't, is that he wasn't – yeah, he wasn't just the best. He was the one that actually held that league together because without him, they probably would have folded <laughs> without a business. Oh, He was that he was good the one, and that entertaining. Yeah. yeah, he was that powerful personality in terms of uh, playing basketball in that league that it was, he, was, he was holding it, and you said single-handedly, just because yeah. of him, that league was so popular. Yeah. And then later they merged NBA and ABA. So they can be, can be only... Um, what was ABA standing for? American, American Basketball Association. Oh, American Basketball Association, okay. Yeah, yeah. They had a uh they had a red, white and blue basketball. And um they're the originators of the three-point shot. The NBA never oh. had a three-point shot, but the ABA had a three-point jump shot. And so mm-hmm. when they merged, the NBA took on having the three-point jump shot. Wow. Among other, among other things. Yeah, it was great. I used to love watching, you know, when I was a youngster, I used to watch both the NBA and the ABA. Yo, Dr. J was bananas, man, I swear to God. But I just, I'm bringing him up, him up because, you know, he, he's not a soldier, he's not a president, he's not a, you know, an actor, he's not a, you know, a political evangelist, you know, like none of those guys. He's, he was great at what he did, and he lived his life purpose as a basketball player fully, man. I mean, he left nothing on the court, bro. He left nothing on the table, man. And I'm just bringing him up because it's like, You know, I wanted to bring up something that, that you know, you might not think yeah. of it, as somebody who's living their life purpose, who's living their calling. Mm-hmm. But Dr. J was living his calling, man. I'm, I'm almost teary-eyed just thinking about the guy. This guy was so amazing. And he could dunk on anybody. It was insane, man. He would embarrass people. He wouldn't even try to embarrass them. He was just so fancy. <laughs> You should Google Dr. J or Julia Zerving on on uh, YouTube. You're going to see some amazing things, man. This guy can hang in the air. He can hang in the air. But, but, but the point of the matter is a lot of guys got skill. This mm-hmm. guy was clearly living his calling. 
And that's why I bring him up, you know. But it, yeah. So yeah, so oh, like you living you living your calling, yo, you'll never really be very unhappy, man. Not for long. Yeah. You just won't because see, when you're living a a calling of love, you can love everything. No, don't get me wrong. You have high aspirations, and you might get frustrated by not achieving them or not achieving them quick enough. But it won't be like you won't be experiencing being loving, you know, 10 minutes later because you'll help an old lady across the street or, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll tell somebody how to go somewhere or, you know, you'll acknowledge the waitress that gave you your food in a way that leaves her feeling loved. Or, you know, you'll do so many things like that that you won't ever really not be being loving. You just won't necessarily be meeting your highest aspirations in terms of goals, but you won't never not be living your purpose, your your, your, your calling. You, you follow what I mean? Yep, I got it. Yeah, and that's I why I say that's why I say no matter what, you just you won't really be unhappy for long because you know you'll just go back to doing something else and you'll remember, oh yeah, but I am doing it. I'm just not doing it on the scale that I want. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So unless you got something else, I'm gonna leave you right there, man. Sure, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Now, oh yeah, you know, I actually have one other thing I want to say. Yeah. And um, I would love for you to talk to Ed. Adele? Yeah. 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 I'd love to have talk to him about this conversation in particular. Okay. Because I want. You know, and if it's possible, I would really like you to be um, on that call that he has with those other guys that he that was, you know, on the call last night. Yeah. Uh, and then you could give them pers- first-hand experience of, like, what it's like working with me. Sure. I will. I don't, if you want to and if you can, I'd like it. You're not, you know, it's just a request. You ain't got to accept it. Or well, yeah, I, you- I'll do that. Yeah, I, I already speak to him actually yesterday. Yes. Uh, I think it was before your call, or maybe two days ago. Yeah, I called yeah, ten. O- yeah, I called. Started ten o'clock last night, man. So, okay, so I, I spoke to him earlier, and he asked me questions, yeah. and he said, uh, "Did you really got benefit out of it?" And this, and then I told him, "Yes, I did. Everybody should have this." And I even told him this. You know, this is the information. Uh, this is the education that you know we never get from anyone. And I told him that this education that what he's doing, like you doing, should yeah. be taught in schools, man. Like in high schools, you know, in, in colleges. People should be trained on, like, you know, how to be in a loving relationship. Yeah. So that's what I believe. I mean, this is, this, is not, this, is, this is what will make us happy, but this is not what we are given in any educational institution or anywhere we go, you know? And I mean, this is all on, we all grow up by environment and whatever, whatever the conversation around us in our upbringing whatsoever, our experience. Yeah. And we all come from different, you know, part of background, part of experience that we all are held up by something or we all have obstacles expressing ourselves or, you know, in a relationship or whatsoever. And 
I think this is what makes a difference. So I will, I will speak to him, and I already I let him know, especially what we did today, like yeah, yeah. really finding your life purpose. Um, I, I'll call him right now. I'll call the other two guys too. See, because Nafis was supposed to call you, I gave him your number. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just uh, he says he's he's moved to another project, uh, another restaurant whatsoever. He's been extremely busy. You know, he didn't have time whatsoever. Yeah. But. Uh, I'll reach out to all all of them. So, yeah, because uh, I would yeah. love to be able to support them, not just finding their life purpose, but sticking to it. Because it's challenging. It's not like something you learn, like you say, you don't learn that in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. This is this was a great conversation. Awesome. Finding your life purpose and the questions you asked me. Yeah, it's fabulous. And I become present to it that. Um, when you have a purpose bigger than who you think you are, you become your purpose. Yes. And then you don't have a small conversation. <laughs> like all I did today was a small conversation. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, because I'm not feeling my life with anything, and I'm going back to my old garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm making myself wrong, or, you know, mourning yeah. and mourning, and what a small conversation. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Man, you lift me up again. Oh, my God. And we didn't talk about miscommunication? Oh, we still haven't this talked a- about that yet. <laughs> yeah. This, this was supposed to be our last call? How many calls are we supposed to have? Well, the six sessions with the uh, – well, we was going to be – we was going um, to do six sessions plus um, – the top 20 differences between men and women, which is going to be two. So who's going to go through, like, you know, eight sessions, really like two months is, is how I was looking at it. So we're definitely okay. in the second month. But, um, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll do that on, on Thursday, man. That's fine. Okay. I'll schedule something for Thursday. I, by the way, I uploaded all the, all the calls in this folder. I don't know if you're checking it, but, they're all there. Uh, okay. So far, I think we have 10. With today, we have 11, 11 sessions there, just to let you know. Okay. All right. So all right, uh, it's awesome, man. Thank you. So I'll start right. something for Thursday then. Awesome. You got it. And I'll let you know how the conversation goes with these guys. Awesome. Thank you, man. And you're awesome. going to email me the attachments. <laughs> yes, I definitely will. I can't believe I missed that one. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. No problem. Uh, I should have let you know earlier. Sorry about that, man. No problem at all. All you right. Got it, man. Thank Let's you so later. much, man. You got it. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye.